All right. Welcome to the second episode of Behind the Glass Gallery. I'm your host, Richard B. Cologne. And I'm Kwaji Donnell. And yeah, we're coming right back to you guys. Um, and um, yeah, we had a great, great uh, first reception in January with some great artists. And we're coming back for round two. And um, yeah, I'm really excited about our next uh, round of artists, Kwaji. Yeah, I think what, um, what, what we saw in that first round, you know, the, the city seemed to have an appetite and ready for a new space and to support some new artists. And I think with this next three, um, you know, they'll, they'll really enjoy what we have lined up for them. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think again, uh, just to reiterate the purpose of this gallery, we just want to highlight uh, the underrepresented artists in, in the Rochester area. We want to showcase people that we feel uh, that don't get the recognition that they deserve and we really feel like uh, downtown Rochester and the gallery and the behind the glass gallery, perfect uh, stage um, in downtown for us to showcase that for them. And today we actually had some great artists for our February reception. We have Narada Riley, we have Joshua Taylor, and we have Rudy Fabre. So I'm really excited, Kwaje. I think we're going to have a good one today. Yeah, I love, to, I love this, this concept, this idea of taking artists that or photographers in in this case um, that were really, um, you know, doing some great stuff online and bringing them offline into a physical space to, to share their work and, and today to share their thoughts and their words. Awesome. All right. When we come back, we'll have our three gallery artists here and we'll get to know them a little better. All right. We're back with the behind the glass gallery podcast and we have our first uh, February artists um, here with us today. And we have Rudy Faber. And, um, yeah, so Kwaje and I, we're just going to talk to him a little bit, and we're just going to get to know him. So, uh, Rudy, um, who are you? Um, That's a Rudy. loaded question, who right? Are you? <laughs> who are you? Why are you here? Why are you sitting here with us? Why do why, why do you and, think people want to care about you right now? And if you can throw in, what's the meaning of life? What's the meaning of life? <laughs> why, why, why do we allow you in this space? Right, right, all that. G- give, us, give us answers to all these questions right now, sir. Well, I guess I'll start off. I'm Rudy Febre. I'm 33, and I've been living in Rochester, New York, my whole life. My father um, came from Haiti, moved to Brooklyn, and then Kodak recruited him. So it's kind of a lineage thing. Um, I don't. I've been trying to figure this for photography thing out for two years, but yeah, I don't know. Who am I is a loaded question. I guess I'm a different person who you ask on, but I'm a pretty chill, chill person. Good. I mean, I think at the end of the day, we all have different types of identities. But, I mean, what kind of person do you feel like you portray when you pick up, you know, whatever, you know, lens or whatever type of device you use when you're capturing, you know, what you capture? Like, like what do you use to capture Rochester or whatever you're capturing? Are you a portrait photographer, street photographer? Let people know what you kind of, you know, do with – with uh, your medium, with with what you're bringing to the gallery? Um, so I do some of everything, to be honest with you. Um, I've been doing more portraits lately. I've been, back when I didn't have people to take portraits of, I did a lot of street photography. Um, it's really how I'm feeling during the day or what resources I have during that day. Um, I'm either using my Fujifilm X-E4, which is my digital camera, my go-to. And then for film, I have a variation of different ones. I have like a Nikon FE2. I have a 
Pentax 645, which is my media format camera, and um, I have a Nikon F100, which is more of like a autofocus film camera. So those are the cameras I really use, but as far as like what I want to shoot, it's it's really, it differs between day to day, and I find that as a luxury more than anything, being able to be more flexible with what I get to shoot and who I get to shoot. Okay, awesome. Joshua, what, what about you? I know you're, um, you might be a name that some folks may not recognize, um, but I know Richard and I, when we started to see your work, especially on Twitter, um, there was just something about how you were, you were capturing Rochester and, and some other areas. Tell us about yourself. Uh, yeah. Who are you and what's the meaning of life? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, I'm Joshua, Joshua Taylor. Um, I'm Rochester, 21. Um, SUNY student. I'm sorry, sir. You're 21. Yeah, just you don't sound 21, 21 sir. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, that is not Barry White in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, Joshua Rochester, 21, SUNY Geneseo. Um, for me, started taking pictures. Uh, started a little like earlier, like in my life, like when I was younger. Started when my parents got me like a, a DSI with the camera on it, but I didn't really start like appreciating it much until like the summer and that's when I started like posting um but I really try to go for like uh like landscape type pictures or like street photography or I really like skyline pictures too but those are pictures that really like like highlight what like a city is to me so that's that's kind of what I shoot for but like when I'm like in Geneseo which is like a more landscape filled area like so much more like nature stuff to shoot so kind of just go for whatever like environment I'm in try to make that out of that with my camera that's awesome and you're you're uh, when we spoke offline you're sh- primarily shooting with your your mobile yeah right? cell phone. and nice. definitely i connect with you 100 percent because i primarily shoot and i started shooting uh mobile i think um when i started actually doing this uh what oh gosh maybe about eight years ago i started doing photography was primarily mobile and I still go to mobile mostly for a lot of my photography. And I think that's what drew me to your photography big time because um, there's just something about it. Just the ease of use, being able to just take it out and just, you know, shoot whatever you can and just have it always with you. And just the versatility of it. And um, the also the big portion I love about mobile photography is the editing process, which I'm also noticing that you do a lot of also on, on your device. What do you primarily use when you edit? Uh I, I keep it simple. I honestly use this app, uh, Visco. It's a very popular like app mm-hmm. that people use for like the like social yeah. media pictures and stuff. But I've I've been using it for so long now that I've figured out like how to like get like what I want out of it. Right. Really, it, it's kind of like confusing at first because of how simple it is. It almost seems like you can't use it. Right. But like it, it's it's very very valuable tool to use. Yeah, I use that one also in Lightroom, and yeah. all, they're all great tools, and it's awesome. And I think there was a common theme in our last. Um, podcast where we spoke and it was use use the device that you have and I think mm-hmm. you know that is so invaluable you know a lot of folks and, and Rudy kind of talked a little bit about it like there's a privilege in having you know a camera and being able to you know uh, you know switch back and forth between you know what you have and some folks it's it's that cell phone and I've you know I said it on the last podcast and I'll say it a million more times um, you know a lot of uh, students especially you know in the city they may not have the luxury of a you know 
or having a camera in their hand, but they do have a cell phone. 99% of the kids have some sort of a device that they can take a photo and, and go out there and, and share their world. And you know, I really appreciate about, you know, what you're doing and, and the environment that you're in. So, you know, whether it's Geneseo, whether you're in the city, being able to capture, capture Rochester. Yeah. And you do it well, man. So, you know, appreciate big ups to you. Cause real talk, um, who knows what, um, type of paintbrush the Monet was, you know, playing uh, with nobody. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? So Yeah, we made that joke. Um, you know, when, when someone makes a good meal, you're like, Hey, what <laughs> what stove did you do this on? Right. Like no one asked that question, right? Like right. what pan did you use? <laughs> like they just see that finished product and it's nice to have equipment, but you know, it, it's not always the most important. For sure. And then we have uh we have the homie up, uh Irata. <laughs> tell us about tell us about yourself and and who are you really? I'm Narada Riley, uh NRAD. Uh, I'm from Rochester. My family came here from Arkansas. My grandpa worked at Kodak as well. So shout out to the Kodak. Um, Man, you got a lot of Kodak blood up in here. Yeah, right. My right, dad, right. Kodak, 30 years. So, yeah, so that's where Kodak. I started off. Um, started off doing modeling that made me get into photography. But then I got sick of, like, how people pictures came out of me. And I ain't, wasn't trying to pay no photographer yet, so... Uh, I just started learning my own way to how to take them. And then ever since then, I've just been trying to take pictures of everything I can, especially around the city. So. And so it's that, that Kodak connection. So I, I think that's interesting. I just want to pick up on that last point that you just made. Um, someone was photographing you and you decided to say, hey, you know, I want to photograph people or was it like you use yourself as the as a test subject or what was it about? Like, you know, were you just interested in, you know, what was happening with the equipment, the camera, how they were setting up? Like, you know, how did you get drawn into that, that, that world? Well, I create content for different clothing brands from like here to like London to like to California. So they send me clothing to the house. And uh, that's when I used to have people take pictures of me. So, I was like wanted to have my own lookbook, so I started taking pictures of myself. I think when you do self photography, you can learn a lot. You always got something to take a picture of. You know what I'm saying? You don't got to wait for a subject. And I feel like a lot of photographers used to be like, "I don't got nothing to shoot. I don't got nothing to shoot." But you yeah. got yourself. You got anything in the house. So that's where I think I took it there. So that's right. That's awesome. I dig that. Um, yeah, I love that point of like you know finding what you you know, finding that connection to something to shoot. Right. And so I think everyone kind of talked a little bit about that. And we'll dive a little bit deeper. Uh, you know, Rudy, you know, talking about like, Hey, it started off as street photography because I didn't have anyone to, you know, maybe do a portrait of, and now I'm doing more portraits, you know, as folks are comfortable, you know, Josh, you know, talking a little bit about, Hey, you know, I'm you know looking at the, the scenery here and, you know, that's kind of what, what I have. And I know, you know, um, Richard and I, that's how we connected, you know, was just, Hey, you know, you're taking photographs of things that I like to take photographs of too, whether it was street art or, um, you know, just things around, around Rochester. And when I started to, to take photos, it was the same. It was like, well, Hey, I, you know, there's my, you know, mother or here's my son or here's someone in my family or like you know what I want to learn how to do this thing so I'm just going to take a picture of this cup right like it's yeah. like as simple as that like I want to know how to light the cup or light the light the scene so and then you know at that point when you get certain things that you know it doesn't vibe with like for example we talk a lot of times when we get gigs or something that 
we know that we'll never do again. Yeah. Like <laughs> when I had to do a wedding or I had to do a party <laughs> and never do it again. I had to do it. Like, for example, you know, I had to do a promotional shoot for a hookah uh, company locally. And, um, you know, it was great. It was a great opportunity. I loved it. You know, great people, but I would never do it again. Never do it again. And it, it may be for some people, but I mean, no. So I guess the question, uh, and this could be for everyone here, um, you know, why did you pick up a camera or why did you start to take photographs? Like what, what was the draw? And I know Narati talked a little bit about that draw into, um, you know, just it was kind of a necessity in some, some regards, but why, like everyone, you know, why did you, why did you pick up the camera? What was, why was that so impactful and so important for you? And, and for, for Narada and, and Josh, it'd be in, not Josh, um, Rudy, it'd be interesting to hear like, you know, because your family worked at Kodak, was there any relation to that? You know, did film just hanging around? I don't know. Um, you know, just kind of an idea. Uh, at least for me, um, when I started photography, I actually did a lot of photography on my iPhone and took pictures of scenes, which I'm sure everybody can do, I have done. But um, when when I just got tired of doing digital for um, lack of terms, I, I don't know. Everything seemed too precise, and I had to edit everything. And I don't know. I'm not the biggest editor. Uh, I have the patience to edit. So I went to visit a friend in Louisville, Kentucky, actually. And I had a point-and-shoot film camera, and then I just went to this old-school camera shop, which it just... And then that's where I picked up my first film camera. Um, I had to call my dad to ask me to ask him which is which because they had, like, a plethora and everything. And it was, like, between a Nikon and Olympus, so I asked him which camera should I get he's like well I had a Nikon F, F2 so I was like alright so I'll get me a Nikon F2 and um, I kind of wish I got into film photography sooner because by the time I got into it my dad had gave all the film away He every now and then he's like yeah I used to have a lot of film I, and I gave them all I was like oh no thanks dad for rubbing it in now I have to pay the price but um, I think it's really been an unspoken bond between me and my father because um, I didn't know how much he was into photography until I was in photography. And then um, he used to talk about how he used to take so many pictures of my mother. And um, that's one of the only things I have on my mother left. It's like a photo album of her. So like taking pictures of moments really resonate with me. And um, I've been trying to figure it out ever since. Yeah, I dig that. I I, <clears throat> I love that connection, like that you, that you talked about. Um, you know, I think it's something that a lot of parents you're like, oh, you like this thing that I like too. Like, let me tell you tell you about it. But man, what a bummer! Your dad's like, yeah, I gave away all this film. This is crazy. Um, you know, the film is like a hundred dollars a roll. Right. That's what it feels like right. sometimes. And dad's like, oh, I had it in the fridge, and yeah, I didn't think anybody wanted to use it. Listen, man, my dad has so many. Growing up, has so many old fashioned cameras and so many different like contraptions growing up and I would play with them all the time and I'd even if I had them now yeah. my goodness yeah no idea right. no idea Josh what about you what, what was the what was the spark like why um for me like I like I mentioned earlier when I was like younger when I got the uh the DSI like the the video game with the camera on it 
that was like what got me into like snapping photos regularly. Like we take a lot of like road trips for like games for my brother and stuff, and like I'd be seeing stuff that like you don't really commonly see like usually. Like well now you do like the deer and stuff like that and like the trees and all that different stuff. So I'll snap that. But you know it's crazy actually. It's funny you mentioned that the DSI is actually a a Reddit right now where people are actually still using the DSI now to make photo- really? photographs. And they're actually picking up the Game Boy camera. Yeah. And they're using that now to make photographs now, too. They're still trying to make the art now. They're trying to bring it back, just like film. That's wild. So, yeah, you may be on to something. Bring it back again. Sure. Yes, sir. But, but yeah, but moving into more recently, um, what got me back into it and really wanting to post regularly, um, over the summer when I got, like, my new phone, I I was going through trying to, like, delete stuff out of my camera roll, and I was noticing, like, pictures I just snapped, like, in my free time. And I was like, dang, like, I, I really forgot these existed. And I wanted to wait to, like, to be able to see my pictures, like, without having to scroll five minutes deep into my camera roll. So I just made a, another Twitter, and I just started posting them there. And then once I seen that there's, like, people who actually, like, care about, like, a picture, like, it was it inspired me to keep taking pictures and keep posting more. So that's really what, like, sparked it, really, was, was – um, for one, one, someplace to always be able to see the things that I, I see. And then two, that, like, people like it. People appreciate it. You know, like, it's, it's, it's a good feeling. Yeah, I could definitely resonate with that good feeling. I think Kwaje and I, uh, for sure, uh, really um, enjoy hearing stories and, you know, connecting with people when we see them in real life or even online when they talk to us and say, hey, you know, I love that picture, that shot that you that you captured um, of downtown or of that, that mural because, um, you know, I haven't been to that place in a while or, um, wow, I didn't know that existed. Yeah. You know, let me, you know, where's that at? Let me go there now and let me go check it out. Um, that connection is great. Um, the, the thing I love and I enjoy the most is just like um, a lot of the people that, I, uh, that are following me on Twitter and whatnot, um, majority of them are actually not in Rochester no more. So a lot of the things that I take, you know, I capture of Rochester, um, the connection that, you know, that I give them is that, wow, you know, I don't have that connection anymore because I'm not there anymore. And you actually give me that. And you, you know, being what, you know, what you present, you're giving that connection as well. So that's what draws me to your stuff too because you're almost giving that same vibe as well. So Yeah, it um, makes you appreciate the city much more too. For sure, for sure. All right, so... So um, now back to you, Narada. So why did you start doing photography? Well, like I said, I was doing the content creation. But after that, around 2020, when, when the world was breaking or whatever was going on, uh, I had to go out and I started documenting what was going on. Ah, uh, so what me and Kwaje were doing, basically going yeah. out for our mental health. <laughs> yeah. Shooting and shooting. Uh, yeah, so, but I was going out when it was going on. Like, so you were uh, like, yeah. Yeah, I was out there the trying to get my Batman on. So <laughs> I was taking pictures and stuff, and everybody had just, in the city just started, like, reposting them and stuff. And I was just like, wait, hold on. This is kind of weird, like, because I wasn't used to that with, like, my regular content as much. It was, like, more with the brands and stuff. So, um once I started seeing people po- reposting and stuff, I was like, people from different states and stuff that used to live in Rochester was like, oh, man, it's crazy what's going on. It's so good to see it, blah, 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 and different things like that. And then... Uh, yeah, because you were posting some real powerful stuff, man. Because at that time, again, we were going through a really... We, we got hit with a lot of stuff with, you know, Dan and Prude and the protests and whatnot. And then at the same time, the pandemic. 
And a lot of the photographers, Kwaje included, were posting powerful images. Exactly. Um, and we got hit with this storm of just emotions in so many different ways. People were affected in different angles. And so, like, exactly, photography so. was giving people this view outside, you know, of Rochester, and you were giving them that. Yeah, and it was giving them any little avenue, like, if they felt like my reposting my picture helped them feel like they contributed towards the cause because they didn't want to be out there because they nope. were scared or whatever. It was cool to see, like, I could be that, you know alleyway for them to feel like they were still tied to it and people started buying prints and stuff so then i started printing photos so like i do a lot of print stuff look i got like my own print shop um and then actually from doing the photos being downtown at the protests and things that took me out and then uh the mag had me be you know part of one of the andy warhol things with one of the those riot pictures. So it was crazy because I, I never thought myself as an artist or anything before that. And then when somebody starts labeling you as that, it's like, it's weird. It's a different pressure. I'd rather just be a photographer. So <laughs> I'm going to just stick in that lane and keep doing that. But <laughs> yeah, I think it's that uncomfortable feeling. I think even like, I think someone called me an artist one time. I said, Whoa, like I take pictures of artists and they're like, no, 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 you're an artist. And I'm like, no, that's not the thing. Even the, the, the title photographer, I think some photographers struggle with. They're like, am I a photographer? Am I not a photographer? Mm -hmm. um, Cause I like all, all of us and correct me if I'm wrong. All of us are like self-taught, right? Yeah. Like yeah, 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 all yeah, self-taught. Sure. So no, Hey, I didn't go to, you know, RIT to get a degree or somewhere else. And so it's like probably YouTube tutorials or trial and error. YouTube well, yeah, so I used to just yeah. be on Peter McKinnon heavy. He used to just oh, man. shout out to Peter McKinnon. Peter McKinnon, he put me real. on, but now I, I feel like I don't need him. But anyway, <laughs> uh, yeah, so I'm like opposite of Rudy, though, because I'm like all digital. Like, I don't shoot any film or anything. So it's like the Kodak tie is what it is, but I, I, I haven't dabbled in any film. I'm like super technical. I like that editing and stuff. So I think it's cool to see how other photographers use like the different kinds of cameras and stuff for what they got to do. Because I mean, my stuff's so pinpoint. So I really like to see how the, the looks and the different contrasts and stuff from the natural lights and stuff. So I appreciate and like seeing like all different kinds of scopes of photography. So I think that's the, the beauty of, I mean, it's probably, there's probably a scene everywhere in every place, but I think there's that beauty in Rochester where everyone is kind of there's there's enough lanes for everyone to kind of do their thing and everyone has a difference so like maybe i like film maybe i like digital maybe i like film and digital maybe i'm using my cell phone maybe you know whatever like there's so many different maybes and everyone has like a different spin or a different look on something so like you know you and i could be or all of us could be in the same spot but I imagine that we're not taking the same photo, right? So, like, one person maybe steps a little bit to the left, one person steps to the right, one person squats a little bit, one's, you know, jumps up on top of something and zoom in, different, different, there's so many different um, looks, and I think that's the connection, and, um, you know, people have. So, like, I think, you know, you kind of talked about a little bit, like, people see a photo and there is an emotion that happens from it, regardless of what it is, right? So it could be a beautiful landscape. It could be product. It could be, it's something that like pulls people in and they're like, hey, like, you know, I can't be at the protest. So I, I love that. And, or 
Um, you know, I, that's my friend that, uh, Rudy took a portrait of. That's so cool. Like I want to, you know, I want that photo. I, I think that's cool because, you know, it reminds me of home in right. some cases. I think people just like to see an image and then like perspective of seeing themselves possibly in that. For image. sure. So when they can tie themselves to that, I think that's when they really like people's images. Yeah, I think yeah, it's that that emotional that emotional connection that I think is is so powerful, um, and I think that's probably what you know drew me. And, and I can't speak for Richard, but sometimes I can. Um, <laughs> is that's what drew us, like maybe drew us to your work, uh, the three of you, right? So you saw something. I remember, you know, um, I was like, "Who's this Josh kid?" Like, I don't like who is he? Like, where did he come from? But man, I really love this photo of you know of the sunset or the for sunrise real. or you know the Kodak Tower from a different perspective or like who's the rider? Like, I don't know. Like, who's this guy? Oh wait a minute, I really love this. This image is so powerful. Uh, I remember the first time I. I ran into Rudy. He was at uh, maybe I think it was a Lucky Flea, and Lucky he was Flea, doing yeah. these portraits. And I had seen his portraits, and I was like, "Man, these portraits are beautiful!" Like you know, kind of capturing this this scene. Um, and I think it's just something cool about the the way you guys capture that work. Um, so that's you know that's me saying you know you guys all inspire me. Um, who inspires your work? Like you know, is there is there someone locally, or is there someone that you know? you see online or is it, you know, someone that, you know, you know, um, you know, that's, you know, maybe much larger, much, much larger than that. Like who inspires your work? That's also like the meaning of life. It's a loaded <laughs> question. <laughs> um, for me, I, I, don't, I don't know if I'd necessarily say it was like one certain person that inspires my work, but kind of like how y'all said, like that connection, like that, that's what inspires me to do it. Like, especially when I shoot stuff from, like, when I'm in school in Geneseo and, like, people commenting, like, yo, like, I haven't seen this building in years. Like, and then, like, even this morning, somebody commented on a picture I posted in Geneseo. It was like, yeah, I, I used to live in that, like, apartment there. Like, I remember, like, the parties there and this and that. Like, it, it's, it's crazy <laughs> feeling like that. I remember the parties. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It, it's, it's wild. Because wow. like, it's stuff that I see every day that I'm not thinking about and I'm not, like, cognizant that, like, other people had experiences here. And, like, when people remind you of that and they have that sense of, like, gratification from something that you did that was so simple and, like, mundane to you, it, it, it like, it's inspiring for me at least. So. Yeah, I think that's a cool connection because there, you know, there are times where I've taken a photo, don't even really think about it, yeah. and, and, and there's something in the left corner that, like, wasn't even the focal point, and the person would be like, oh, I remember – that corner or that building or this thing. Yep. And you're like, Oh, that's interesting. You know, kind mm -hmm. of connection. Yeah. Rudy, what about you? What, who or what inspires you? There's like, there's like a lot of shooters in Rochester that I get inspired by. Um, I think Rochester by nature produces a lot of photographers. And I think like you have levels who is really nice with lights and, um, and then you have like, Gnarly Brown, he's one of my favorites. He was one of the people who really got me into film photography. And then you got guys like low-key, like a guy named Riley. And he does, like, a lot of, like, night street photography. Yeah. Um, and he's, like, real, like, mysterious. But there's, like, there's so many. I can't, I feel like if I keep naming them, I'm going to leave somebody out. Mm -hmm. um, but I think people... 
like seeing other people's work makes me want to get up and grab my camera and create something as well to share, you know, because um, there's just there's so many great people in Rochester that need to be discovered or, you know, represented, I feel like. And before I jump over to Narada, I just want to ask just a quick follow-up because I know, um, you know, your portrait photography, again, is, is just super, super cool. Um, what was that process like? So you went from street photography and all of a sudden you've got a camera in someone's face. Um, does it like, you know, how do you feel when you're, when you're doing that? Was that something that you built up to? Is it, was it, you started with people you knew and then kind of went over to people that maybe you didn't know so well? So I really started photography. I started doing portraits of friends on somebody I, um, just like a couple of friends and everything. But I think what really catapulted my per- portraits were going to the Lucky Flea. Um, shout out to Chris and Sophia. Um, I went there the first day and I met this guy named Logan. And he came up to me. He's like, oh, that's a nice camera. I was like, all right, thanks. I was like, well, since I have you here, can I take a portrait of you? <laughs> yeah, use it. <laughs> and he, and then <laughs> I was, he's like, yeah, sure. And then after that, I started asking other people because, I mean, like, the fir- worst thing they can do is say no. Right. So I asked a couple of people, yo, can I take a portrait? And it became a thing. So I started taking portraits in the scenes of the Lucky Flea. And I tagged them, you know, just for whatever. You hear some pictures. And, really, and they messaged me like, yo, these are really dope. Can you keep coming back? So I think the Lucky Flea has a it's done wonders for, like, just practice, you know? practice taking pictures because i mostly do like outdoor photography so i i can't tell you i can't i can't tell you much about studio lighting or anything but (laughs) outside outside has always been free so but real 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 talk what i love about the the fact that you do with your lucky flea when it was outside is the fact that i feel like you blended the portrait and street together because your pics of people in the lucky flea were almost like portrait of people in the street blended like it was just so yeah. like great it was the focal point was the person in the flea and then they were in the street in the backdrop it was just good and what you shoot with at that time was still the uh, fuji x100v at that time yeah, or the, no the, when i was shoot i sh- the emphasis on films i i think that's what got me into the lucky feast because not many because everybody has a digital camera but right. i was shooting film at the time i was shooting with my nikon fp2 okay um yeah, and I just had like a fifty millimeter lens, so I just nice. was using those two, and I just like went up to people, um, yo, can I take a portrait? You know, and then some t- some people be like, yo, what's it for? It's like, well, I'm just practicing, or you know what I mean. But now that I'm known, it's it's, it's been significantly easier to go up to people. Kind do of people like, come up to you now? They're like, hey, there's some Rudy. Do. Like, I need this portrait real quick some do, so I can get but a I new get, profile pic. <laughs> I, I get, I get a lot of stares yeah. when I'm at the Lucky Flea now. I, I, I no, I'm not. Well, a yeah, yeah, that's cat. That's too. Oh, he the mascot. He the flea. I, from what? So, so, someone call, someone called me the flea man. I didn't know which way to take. Someone took, I didn't know which way. I mean, it was out of love, so I respect it, but I didn't know. But yeah, it's all it's all love, it's all love. But 
Um, you see another person yeah. in the flea with a camera, and you're like, hey, man, this is, this all is love. my lane. Nah, no? nah, <laughs> it's all love. You know what I mean? It's the roof yeah. One time I seen him there, he stared me down. I had to leave. Put that camera down. You know what I mean? It's my turn. my turn. It's enough space for everybody. It's like a scene out of The Wire, right? My turf. What about you, Narada? What Who inspires you? Or, you know, are there, you know, do you have like a, you know, a, a list of names or just folks that you, you know, your work is um, inspired by? Uh, no, I guess I'm just inspired to try to leave a legacy behind. You know what I mean? I feel like a, a lot of African-American men, we don't strive to leave something behind so i want to leave something behind so i like creating the memories for people if i'm shooting for simon business school or if i'm shooting for uh if i was at uuu shooting or something randomly like that or different anywhere anything i'm doing if i'm doing something for somebody's clothing brand and different things like that i like to make sure i'm doing it to the best of my ability so i can just help them create the content they need so they can leave a legacy behind and what they did uh, so it's really all about that. I mean, I do get inspiration from every single, I mean, it's endless inspiration on Instagram. You open it and it's just stuff going down. You see other people doing things. You see them elevating their game and stuff. And when I see other people get up early in the morning and they already up striving to do their thing, like you guys, all of you guys, I mean, it just inspires me to do my own thing too in that representation. So I just think, you know, photos everywhere. We wouldn't have anything without photos. TV, all that. So I just feel like when people really realize that and we the catalyst to push that forward, I feel like we really should just keep striving to be the best. So I just feel like, you know, just try to be the best version of yourself every day. It doesn't matter what somebody else did yesterday or what you didn't do yesterday. I just, you know, try to wake up and do the best thing I can do and uh, just keep creating. I just feel like creating it's just something that just make people feel so special when you're creating, you know what I mean? You make something and then somebody says, like, I appreciated it. Like Rudy walking around the flea, taking those pictures. That's memories people are going to have forever. And I just think that's fire. Like, you could bring all that to people. Um, and, I mean, like I said, like, he shoots outside. He shoots digital uh, with film and stuff. So I just feel like that's so inspir inspiring to me, too, because I could try to make my digital photos look like film and different things like that. So it's all good. I just love it all. It's just... Yeah. Again, I think that's the, that beauty of, of Rochester where everyone has something. Right. And it's like that, you know, that ability to, you know, do your own thing, you know, recalling a college party because you saw the building. <laughs> and I mean, it's hard to recall a college party because right. you were at the party. So Is like recalling it? it is, you know, right. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's something, but it's, it's just something cool about sparking those, those memories or you hit a core memory. Yeah. Just, for yeah, that, just for probably. That pick, man. Yeah, it was, it was a picture of uh, one of our, one of the frat houses there. So. <laughs> yeah. She was, I got lit that one time. <laughs> Thanks, Josh. All right. That's awesome. So what's next? What's next for all of you? Like, is there, you know, obviously you'll have your work on display um, behind the glass. Um, but what's next? Like, are you, some projects you're working on? Obviously it's, it's February. Uh, it's cold out, you know, so, you know, most of the time, if you're in Rochester, you hibernate a little bit. Um, you know, is there something that you're working on now or is there something that you're, you're looking forward to working on, working on this year? 
We'll kick it off to, to Josh first. Um, yeah, because Josh, you actually have school also at the same time, yeah, right? So what yeah. you got going on? It's uh, pretty much just shooting around my class schedule, really. Um, what's, what's cool about Genesee was that it's all on the hill. So What are you actually practicing? You actually didn't Sociology. Actually, Sociology? All right, yeah. awesome. Okay. So at Good Genes- luck to you, my friend. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Yeah, Geneseo, it's, it's all on the hill. So even when I'm in class, like I can see right. like the sky and what's it looking like. I'm like, yo, like it's be a good time to snap. So a my sister, classes. my sister went there. So yeah, like it's it's you can Stay see there, the landscape yeah. and all that uh, throughout the day. But what I've been working on, pretty much, just just the same same I've been doing really, just just snapping pictures that I feel like uh, I feel like people people would like, people would be receptive to, and that'll give somebody like a little a memory, really. Um, I'm not really too sure, honestly. I'm kind of just enjoying it right now. Um, excited to keep doing it. Excited to see how far it goes exactly. Um, it's, it's definitely an inspiring journey, but I'm not too sure what's next, but I'm, I'm excited for it. Awesome. Rudy, what about you? I think I want to try to work with more local businesses and, like, like editorial front, you know, mm-hmm. um, style, mag- style, you know, places that have clothing and style and everything. Um, I just did a photo shoot with Staple Vintage, and that was cool. Yeah, that was cool working with um, people that have their own businesses and like to style and everything. So I, if in the perfect world, I would like to collaborate with more people in Rochester and just continue doing that because I know a lot of people strive to shoot the celebrities or, you know, try to do the concerts and, um, but for me, I just want to keep showcasing Rochester as much as I can, um, and helping any way that I can. Narada, what about you? What's next? So I know you said like it's February, but usually photography is slow time right now, but it's been super busy. So I'm just trying to focus on like, I've been doing a lot of things with Simon Business School, um, doing like bookings for graduation photos trying to focus on that, help people have those memories. But right now I'm working with uh, Wade and Aporia Coffee, and we're doing, like, a little series of, like, coffees and tastings and different things like that, trying to bring that out to people so coffee's, like, a more universal thing so people don't got to be so scared of it. Like, you know, it's a lot of different ways about it. So it's kind of cool to shoot that different kind of content. Um, and then the day after the show on the th- on the, on the 2nd, I got a show on the third at Pop Rock. So I'm working on that right now at the same time. So um, and during that show, I'm just trying to show functional photography. Like Rudy was saying, like, I'm a big functional photography guy to like, if you need a picture of a camera on a table and stuff like that, I like taking pictures of that kind of stuff. So just help people with their brands and content. So I'm just kind of focusing on that because I do photography full time and I got to feed myself. So I got to do photography all the time. So if y'all need a shoot, hit me. If you need it film-wise, hit Rudy. <laughs> <laughs> and if you're trying to find out about a frat party, uh, ask Josh. <laughs> He's got you covered. <laughs> well, we just wanted to, um, you know, say thank you to, to, the, to the three of you guys for just coming in. It's always interesting, um, again, to take, you know, what you see offline, bring it into a physical space, uh, so really excited to see your your work, uh, but also to hear about hear about you. So just like the images that you share, 
something that you said today will also resonate with someone. And I think that's just the power and that, you know, uh, as Narada said, and, and, and everyone really said here, um, inspiring others, right? So you'll hear something and then you're like, man, I'm inspired to do this thing. I want to go out. I want to pick up my camera. I want to go get a camera, or maybe I'm going to drop a, a roll of film in this camera that, you know, my grandfather, uh, dropped down to, to me. So we just wanted to say, you know, again, a special thank you to, to everyone. And, mm-hmm. you know, um, Richard's going to talk a little bit about the, the, the upcoming show and, right. you know, yeah. Yeah, no, I also want to thank Chris Lindstrom for giving us a space here to record our podcast. Um, great guy, great friend. Um, you can catch him. Um, actually, he can jump on the mic real quick. What's going on, everybody? Uh, so thanks, everybody, for coming over. This was a blast. Really enjoyed uh, learning more about everybody and hearing the stories. Uh, you can follow me, Food About Town, for the podcast. Been going on for a long time. Five-time, 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 five-time best podcast in Rochester. <laughs> and, they're up, and they're up to prove it in the space. <laughs> uh, and then you can also uh, you can uh, join us at uh, Nominate. We hold events every other week at Three Heads Brewing. You buy a meal ahead for two for 35 bucks. You have no idea. We hold events every other week at Three Heads Brewing. You buy a meal ahead for two for 35 bucks. You have no idea what you're getting until you pick it up. We work with a wide range of diverse restaurants in Rochester, including um, all sorts of different cuisines from Nigerian to, to Syrian to Dominican to Korean. Anything and everything Rochester has to offer. We do it where everybody makes money and you have a good old time. So go to nominatemeals.com to order your meal for an upcoming event. Look at that. Professional. I dig it. I wow, dig you it. Just, <laughs> just made us all look horrible. No. Damn. Also the, made us all look yeah, horrible. Yeah, just drop them in Jeez. as the official uh, sponsor of the podcast. For real, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, thank you, Chris. Uh, yeah, no doubt. So uh, come down to the Mercantile Main. Support your underrepresented artists at Behind the Glass Gallery. And yeah, Kwaje. Yeah, man. Thank you so much, everyone. And, you know, look forward to seeing you. And, and hearing your thoughts about the, the amazing work that would be in that space in February and beyond. Take care, guys. Peace. See you next month.